0: CHAPTER ONE THE DARK VEIL From a rocky perch high on the dark veil in Alira, a pair of narrow green eyes tracked the two lines of creatures racing ever closer. The eyes blinked with deliberate interest, pupils dilating to better ascertain what manner of prey drew near. The first group was far smaller than the second— and they stumbled along slowly, wounded, perhaps. A shrill screech rang out, and a moment later the eyes were joined by another pair, and another, until the whole ridge of the mountain was aglow with bobbing eyes that flickered hungrily in the murky twilight. There would be no better time. The creature launched itself off the ledge and emitted a shrill screech, it spread its wings and was joined by a cloud of its own kind. The creatures began to spiral down, soundless on the still air. Guardmaster Olin Grimwarden stopped and passed back the order. Hold. Elf to Elf, the command traveled until the entire line came to a halt. Grimwarden, El Gold Arrow, Marshal Brynn, Regis... Nellie, Miss Finney, Mr. Spiro, Anna, and Mr. Wallace silently formed a perimeter around the seven young lords. Edward, from Dalhousie Castle, kept a close watch out behind, covering their retreat. Tommy felt a tap on his shoulder and jumped. "'Sorry, lad,' said Bryn. Tommy couldn't see her, just a phantom outline. She held something out. "'Take these,' she said. Grimwarden commands that you put them in your ears. Tommy felt something drop into his hand. There were two objects, both small and very spongy. Earplugs? Why? he asked. It is Liturgyon, she said. It grows on stumps and dead trees, but Earplug is a good name. Then Bryn was gone. Grows on dead trees? thought Tommy. Great! and I have to stick it in my ears? Tommy heard Sentinel Gold Arrow's voice. Grim Warden, you sly fox. At last I understand. At least someone understands something, Tommy thought. Mr. Wallace strained to see back through the veil, but his eyes couldn't penetrate the gloom enough to tell if there was any movement or sign. But his hearing was better than the elves' and he heard the faint rustle of many leather boots on stone. The Spider King's forces were coming, not far now. Yes, he thought, staring at Cat's silhouette. During the melee she will breathe her last. Cat hated the earplugs. They made her want to jerk them out and scratch her ears. And from the sound of the grumbling thoughts whirling from the elves around her, she wasn't the only one. She thought she heard Jimmy... Feels like I'm putting corks in me, Ed. Another voice was Johnny's. Oh, might as well stick an ear of corn in each ear. But those were the only two clear thoughts. The rest were muddled. How much veil is the guar behind? Yes, during the... Boots are too tight. But nothing Cat could make sense of. Soon she gave up trying and just stared out into the murk. Kiri Lee was the first to see it. Flickers of green twirled above them, swirling against the night sky like sparklers on the Fourth of July. The effect was more intriguing than startling, and all of the seven found themselves entranced by the brilliant display of oddly twisting lights. What, what are they? she asked aloud. Kirin, Gold Arrow whispered, Death callers. Death callers? Tommy had overheard. He joined them in looking up at the myriad of tiny green lights, getting closer now. Um, I'm not sure what you would compare them to, she said. Large bats? Maybe something of a raven, too? They are night feeders with sharp beaks and long, dagger-like forefingers at midwing, but their scream that is the most dangerous thing. Ah, the earplugs, said Cat. Yes, Gold Arrow explained. It will not drown out the pull of their wailing completely, but it will muffle the effects. Keep your head. They will be here soon. Should I ready my bow? Tommy asked. Yes, answered Grimwarden, but not for the Kirin.